You're listening to Coffee Notes Podcast with Dr. Jill and Emily P. Happy Monday. Yay, Monday again. They're coming around thick and fast, it feels. It's already August. Oh, 1st of August. Uh Uh-huh. Last month of winter now. August is known for the the winds here because in Brizzy we have the Ecker yes. coming up and it is always windy. And true to form, they have been showing up that icy cold, like beautiful sunny days, but that icy cold wind. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it does affect what you wear and thinking about my son this morning, he did not want to wear pants and he went in shorts <laughs> and I'm like well whoever oh, wants to wear pants you sure <laughs> and it's just like the first thing I think of now am I going to be judged as a parent here mm. well he had long pants yep but he chose I'm like well could take them with you he's like no, no I had a jumper and there is heating in his room classroom so that did make me feel better and he's a very active child but it, it, it's still, you're thinking, well, any child, you, you, you hear it all the time where, you know, they haven't dressed their child appropriately. Oh, I know. And, uh, yeah, I I actually went along to my son's academic awards today and I, I c- couldn't help but look at some kids and think, and that's, I guess, my own judgments coming in of other parents. But then I look at my own son and I look at his hair and I'm like, oh, he hasn't even had a haircut for this. <laughs> Who's judging me? Because my son has decided he wants to grow his hair long. But at the moment, it looks like he looks like we've just walked out of the 70s or something. So I guess he's probably actually on trend. That's a style. Moment. It's not a mullet, but it's, you know. <laughs> Oh gosh, but yeah, I'm sure that there were lots of parents that were like, that child needs a haircut, <laughs> including me. And it, it is hard because even with down to clothing, my son for a long time would only wear, oh, he still does, certain clothing. He doesn't like tags. So, you know, there's only certain clothes. You know, why is my son wearing yellow all the time? Well, you know, you've got to find that happy medium. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, I guess that leads us perfectly into our topic for the day, which is parenting and judgment. So as we were just talking, there are a lot of demands and expectations on parents and parenting isn't always easy. No. And you know what? Co-parenting is even harder, but hey, you know what? That's a whole other topic we're not getting into today. Let's just stick to judgments on parents in general. And I think all parents, I know all parents have felt judged about their parenting at some stage, whether it was, you know, when they were little or the choices they made when they were born. It starts... (laughs) You hear about pregnant women being uh, judged as well by their choices. So, you know, it's coming from other parents or people who don't have children themselves. So I was the best 
parent when I didn't have a child. <laughs> I was like, there was no screens. It was, you know, my child is never going to have sugar. It, I was a perfect parent when I didn't have a son. But it, it is it is like that. And you've got this vision or I, 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 ideals how you're going to be a parent. Mm. And let's just agree that it's, you know, there's always going to be challenges. It's not going to go the way you envisioned and when it comes to being a parent. <laughs> and they're born and they come out and they have their own personality and they don't not, like none of them come out with a an instruction booklet. No, definitely and, not. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting um, game. So I guess the, the question today is, so why is judging other parents a problem? I think that's the question we're going to be exploring today because we know from our life experiences, we know from our studies, Em, that judging is a, a natural thing that humans do. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, we do um, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but openly, openly judging other parents mm. is not helpful and it increases the stress, I think, that parents can already be experiencing it doesn't make anyone feel better no um judging another parent doesn't change anything for the parent that you are judging no either um and there's also that pre-judging so not having all the information about a, a situation that can also lead to further distress, further bias, further, you know, unnecessary drama. And I I believe that we're all, all our listeners, and I know that we're both nodding our heads, we can think of some scenarios here, yeah? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, and we've actually, you know, surveyed um, some of our Instagram followers as well as to when they've felt most judged as, from their parents and one of the big ones came up um, was school being judged by Mm. other parents at school and the other one was a mother-in-law uh-huh yeah it's it's not just other parents Mm. but uh grandparents oh grandparents are great so you know you've got your mother-in-laws which you know father-in-laws i typically speaking are quieter yep I and I always sort of oh and my ex-mother-in-law bless her lovely woman she did like to pass comment though on some of my parenting choices and I'm sure that you can imagine what I was thinking at times around her parenting style potentially and maybe what things she could have done differently because you were yeah I was dealing with first-hand results of her parenting. You are living with the child that she brought up. Yes, yes. So we 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 just can't escape it. People judge. So I have uh, put together some questions that we can discuss today to explore this topic more. Love it because it is it's an interesting phenomenon. It is. It is. It's it's the best, most hardest job you'll ever do in your whole life. Yes. Um, with so many rewards 
uh, as well. But, um, you know, the first thing is like our parents themselves the worst for judging other parents. I know that we talked about mother-in-laws and people that don't have children. Yes. So, you know, I saw a quote here, you know, kids say the darndest things, but I really do think the the throwaway comments that adults make about other parents, parenting probably takes the cake. Oh, so much. And I think so much of it comes from insecurity, you know. Like if we're busy judging someone else, then people aren't going to notice what's actually going on for us. So I suppose we can put up the smoke screen and happily judge another because yeah we, we, we're not then having to focus on our own lives so I think maybe a lot of it might stem from that whether consciously or subconsciously oh absolutely and you know <laughs> that's exactly my next question was you know well why do parents do this why do people feel the need to judge other people's parenting we're not talking where there's harm involved. No, We're no, absolutely. Where there's uh, uh, abuse or you don't have all the information so you're you're implying things or you're, he- you know, hearsay, hearsay, hearsay. Oh, I guess that ties back into the school environment particularly. Mm. Uh, yeah, we're talking things, I guess, like, uh, you know, whether you choose to breastfeed or not to breastfeed, mm-hmm. um, what you feed your child how much screen time they have whether you're sitting at the park on the phone on your phone while they have a play because that's the only 10 15 minutes you've had alone and to yourself all day those sorts of things so people judging you for that kind of behavior that's not harmful but people you know people may have strong opinions on whether we should or should not be doing it Absolutely. And like you said, that the, the mum on the phone, that might be the first time that she's been able to respond to a message to somebody. And then you've got the other person judging, well, she never responds to text messages. You know, it's looking after a child is not that hard, but then it's like, well. And you, even if she is it. scrolling Instagram, like it's, it's ultimately no one's business. Like her child exactly. is. Yeah. yeah. She knows her child and you know, that's what it comes down to, you know, parents know their child best and, you know, once they hit school, teachers do as well. But I I don't honestly, being a former teacher myself, I haven't heard or seen a lot of judgment coming from the teachers. It is the parents within the school judging the other. Interesting. And the other thing, you know, um, we're very quick to judge as well. You know, you might hear in the news of harm happening to a child, whether they're out and about in a public place. And the first thing a lot of people will go towards is where was the mother? Yes. (laughs) Well. (laughs) You know, the father on the phone watching their kid at the playground. Wow. Well done for being out for the kids, you know, looking after. Giving mum a break. But the mother's sitting there doing the same thing. Why is she on a phone? Mm, why isn't she paying attention to it? Double kid? standards. And oh, there so are much. double standards as well. Um, 
So it's hard to to work out who is the most vocal on this topic. I do think it's parents themselves. But like you said, it comes down to the type of person they are, the type of parent they are and how they view themselves and what they wish they could be like. So it's easier just to drag another parent down. Yes. To make themselves feel better about their own, whether it's poor parenting or not, I don't know. But they they know themselves. And, you know, I do find, though, keyboard warriors are the worst. Oh. only show so many things. Yes. And, you know, I do feel for the celebs out there that get crucified or even the ones that are just working in a certain, um, you know, providing education and that's part of their platform to share information and they share either a photo from their personal life as a parent or they share a comment and things can be twisted so quickly because, yeah, things can be read the wrong way on social media platforms. And you see it all the time on on TikTok too because they haven't got the full context of this. That's right. There was a... um an influencer here in Australia, she's a fitness influencer of sorts or, or something along those lines, and she put up a photo of her son on his 15th birthday and she was in the photo with him and she was wearing a bikini. And did you remember, did you see anything I on that? I saw and it, yeah. The judgment of why would you be in a photo with your son wearing a bikini? And I guess it's that's like all through her Instagram she was in a bikini not that she should even have to justify that it wasn't inappropriate in any way it was just so interesting though how people's views and perceptions on her as a mother and and why they thought that was inappropriate and I do feel that jealousy has come into play for that because I do remember seeing it and scrolling on I went oh cool I don't recognize that person and kept scrolling and then it came back up on my feed but this time with a different headline which about that woman yeah that's when I'm like what's wrong with the photo so I was looking for some sort of risk in the photo no (laughs) and there was a bikini is not a risk no that's just part of thinking yeah, I'm not even going to give this time because <laughs> it's the it's the keyboard warriors, it's the trolls, it's the and it was women mainly, yeah, yeah. Um, which fits nicely in with what we were saying in our last podcast. So if you didn't catch our last podcast episode, uh, it was about uh, women being their own worst enemy. Yes, that's it, and it does extend to parenting can not always but we we can also be our the biggest supporters of one another it sometimes I feel like it's one extreme or the other where we need to find this nice balance for parenting in general and you know in so much as well in the same breath um so we're happy to judge uh for what we believe is poor parenting uh, but when, you know, when there could actually be real harm happening to a child, 
how many people actually will actively speak up mm-hmm. as well rather than just sort of ignore it. So it's easy to judge the things that are not really harming anyone, but we can sit there and judge it. But when something actually is going on that, you know, we're so, we a lot of people are very quick to turn a blind eye to that because they don't want to get involved or it's none of their business or. Yeah. So it's, um, it's really interesting. That is problematic as well. But thankfully we have like once the children go to say childcare or uh, school, they're mandatory reporters and they know what to look out for because, for example, teachers and childcare works, they have to do compulsory um, child protection training every year. That's mandatory. So there's there's also that aspect which is um, I guess reassurance. I mean, it's you. You just have to look at the news and neglect and child harm and child exploitation, exploitation and awful things. You know, unfortunately, that's the world. It's going to occur. Uh, but I would also like to say that I do would like to think that majority of people in general wouldn't harm a child intentionally anyway oh definitely not accidents happen percentage that would be doing that Um, yeah absolutely but you know we've all judged others and we've all been judged and I guess it's about asking yourself if you become one of those parents judging okay yep keep your thoughts in you know in your own mind uh, but it, when it becomes drama is when they get involved in the talking with other parents to exclude another parent based on values and beliefs differing. Yes. Now that's not cool. No. <laughs> you know, like you said, with the breastfeeding and the bottle feeding and, you know, if someone says, oh, well, that's my choice, I've, I've chosen to bottle feed, they might have a reason. They might have lots of reasons. They're Absolutely. just not willing to share it with you. And it's none of your business. that's what people also have to understand <laughs> that someone's choice, they might have reasons, they, you know, whatever it is, they just, they don't have to share no. that with you. No. You're not the parenting police. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you might think you are, but you, you're good. <laughs> They're out there. So that, you know, and that comes back to now with the, parenting styles so social workers um early childhood educators teachers uh, counselors psychologists they all do training in their studies for um on child development so what's expected during the and doctors but that's probably more medical based but the child development and all the child development theories that go along with that as child's children progress through their life journey. So along with that, what's tied in with that is parenting styles. And I think we've probably all heard about parenting styles and what's, you know, that vision of what sort of parent you want to be. So you you think about before you have children, if you decide, yeah, I'd like to have children one day, you've still got that vision of what that might look like, you know, and how many children you you would 
hope to have or um, what sort of parent, I mean, and you, you do get guided by what you see and there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, oh, you know, they do that, but that's not for me. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. You don't have to agree with someone's parenting choice, but you don't have to be a dick about it, especially if the child, the child is safe and looked after. That's correct. So when we're talking parenting styles, there are four, I guess, main parenting styles that are focused on. And, you know, these are going to, you know, really categorising different ways of parenting. So you've got your, I guess, permissive laissez-faire style, yeah. which, you know, no rules, fun house, um, lack of discipline, um, how else would you describe it, M? Um, lack of boundaries, I guess. Very, very child-centred to the point where it's unhealthy. It's, the kids are rolling the roost. They're the parents. Yeah, yeah. Parenting themselves, essentially. There's no, you know, you're more your child's friend probably than their actual parent. And, you know, over time from lived experience working in um, the teacher role, the counsellor role, you know, I do see when parents are like, well, <laughs> why is my teenager like this? Or, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, the child becomes older and they've had this laissez-faire style parenting from a younger age. It's like, yeah, it may have suited them, but um, there are issues that result from the parenting style chosen. Yes. So it's not a recommended... <laughs> parenting style simply because of the consequences you've got to look at well what sort of child do you want to bring up what are yeah. the do you want them to be yes happy you want them to be healthy but you also want to be have um you know the citizens good citizenship and members of the community yeah and I think that by establishing um, boundaries and those sorts of things for children, we make them feel loved and cared for. Absolutely. Kids love boundaries. Kids love to know, you know, that's they like to push limits. That's what their job is. Absolutely. But when they know their boundaries, when they know their limits, they know that we actually care. Yes. They may not realise it at the time, but as they grow, they start to realise, oh, actually you know, mum or dad actually care about me, which is why they're putting these in place. They care about my welfare. They care about my safety. And that's, you know, so important. Exactly. And then you've got the the parenting style, which I don't think anyone recommends, which is where it's neglectful. Yes. Um, so you, the parent is uninvolved. Um, it is, yeah. Once again, similar to the permissive laissez-faire, nothing's enforced. No. But there is no involvement at no. all. Um, ignoring, and that's when, you know, if they are in the same household, neglect does occur because they, they're essentially ignored. It's not good for the physical or mental health no. of the child. Um, so you've heard of people, Alison's would have heard of the uh, term of the absent parent maybe, um so that's what that's referring to yeah so I don't think anyone wants that no particularly no child wants that and no 
it does affect uh, attachment and that's where the we won't go into it today because it's an, again that's another, another podcast <laughs> um, with attachment theories but yeah. that, then you might think oh they're fine they're, they're just a kid they're fine okay maybe maybe not but yeah. it's the consequences and the result of that parenting style is seen as they grow up yes and it you know more issues are created, but it comes back to the, the then the attachment theories. Then you've got the other extreme. <laughs> I call it like the military style mm-hmm. parenting, which is very um, stern. It's punitive. It's the author- um, authoritarian. The authoritarian. So yeah, it's yeah. I just think drill sergeant. <laughs> yes. And corporal punishments and your yeah it's very i guess rigid with rules the chart regimented um the child does what they're told i guess mm, it's controlling it's control yes, yes. Good work for that one um very parent focused Yes. All, all of it, sorry. It is completely parent-focused um, um, and, you know, that one-way communication, I guess, telling the child um, what to do. That's my dog trying to get out of underneath the chair. He has a cone on his head at the moment because he has an infected eye from his allergy. So <laughs> that was my puppy having a little growl. Um <laughs> so that is not I mean it it could easily be seen it's not a healthy parenting style research has shown that's not a healthy parenting style either and it's often confused with the fourth parenting style which is the authoritarian and they are very similar words very much, and I think I said authoritative before, meaning authoritarian. Oh, did so you? I even slip that up. Yeah, oh. I did. Yeah, no, yeah. I did. So it, it is yeah. easily. Words. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just think drill sergeant and the other one is, um, you know, working together for the child. It's child-focused. It's a, it's a happy balance. Yes. We're solving problems together, but at the end of the day, you know, there's boundaries, there's natural consequences, there's, you know, rules in place, but rules aren't just dictated. They're yeah, and it's, and it's adjusted over time as children go th- grow through yeah. the lifespan, through their developmental stages. It needs to be adapted. What you, how you treat a, a toddler, you, you, you can't treat a school-aged or a, a teenager. It doesn't work. It, it's not one size fits all. Your parenting styles do need to adapt. And like you were saying before, um, I loved how you brought that up, which is each child has their own beautiful little personality. Yes. So what will work for one child will not work for the next. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So this is what makes parenting so challenging. And we can't judge other parents because we don't know what's going on. We don't know if they have been diagnosed with a learning difficulty, with a behavioural issue or 
something that affects their ability to regulate or um, process information. Yeah. And I was actually listening to um, Brene Brown. Brene Brown, she's talking about imperfect parenting and one of the things she said, well, we've all left park with a toddler screaming their lungs out, <laughs> stiff as a board, not wanting to go anywhere. So do not judge another parent because you've just got no idea what's gone on and what's happened and, you know, your toddler yeah. could have been given the wrong cup that morning. Like just anything could have happened. Just do not. That's it. There's no perfect parent. No. Don't exist. And you've got to do the best you can with the tools you have. And, you know, if that means sometimes you go, you know what, I, I could have done better today, then good. Reflection is great. Give yourself a break. You realise, hey, you know what, I've got a lot on my plate. I lost it today. Mm. I didn't feel good. The child didn't feel good. I'm not doing that again. And you, you may, you may not, but give yourself a break. You're not going to get it right all the time. And, you know, there's not always one right answer or one way of doing things. Mm. Sometimes it is trial and error. And all the perfect photos of Instagram on Instagram, <laughs> where you see the Instagram influencers with their perfect little homes and their perfect children. I feel they have lost their shit at least once that week. Oh, yeah. I can guarantee it. There's no perfect parent. And, you know, um, one thing I loved with Brene as well is she talked a lot about the more we work on ourselves and parent ourselves and really get to know ourselves um, the better parents will become because we'll have that level of self-awareness. Um, yeah, and you're so right that that ties in with, you know, with what you are saying about parenting ourselves is making sure that we also heal ourselves for whatever happened in our childhood. Yes, so we're not passing that through and projecting it onto our kids. Absolutely, and healing is a journey. It's not a quick mm. Absolutely, but- and I guess there's a, you know, I guess age-appropriate um sharing with our children to sort of you know to to show vulnerability and to sort of they do realize that we have feelings we have emotion we have up days and down days just as they do um really helps them to learn that we are people too and yeah and I just want to touch on one last thing that we were talking about the other day and that's parenting courses now, a lot of people feel that that's an attack on their own parenting, but I highly recommend that all parents attend a parenting course. You can do them online. There's a few different ones out there that don't even cost anything. Um, there's face-to-face ones and there's different organisations that provide the parenting courses. And they go into things that we've talked about today. And it's not because... If it's recommended to you, um, obviously some are court ordered, but putting that aside, if a school puts it out in their newsletter and says, hey, this uh, parenting course is on offer at the moment somewhere, or you see it advertised or another parent has, you know, suggested, you know, you might enjoy doing a parenting class, it's not an attack on your parenting. Uh, There are some really good tips and even if you think, but I, I know I'm a good parent. I'm, I'm, I think I've actually got everything sorted right now. Great. Because there's always going to be a time that you're not going to. 
but it can also reinforce what a great job you're doing and make you feel even more competent and more confident in what you're doing as a parent. Parenting courses are not just for parents who exhibit poor parenting skills or need extra support. Parenting courses are for everyone. Yes. yes. And I'm not selling a parenting course, just so you know. No, you're recommending. <laughs> I do believe, and I haven't specifically stated any um, parenting courses because they're just, you can easily Google some in your local area. Uh, but they, I do, I do recommend them. Yes. So if you, if you come across one, think about uh, undertaking it. The, it doesn't matter if they're face-to-face or online, they're all fantastic. And yeah. you usually get a certificate at the end. So if you do have a, um, a job that requires PD and it's child-related, you could possibly claim some PD hours too. That's always a bonus as well. <laughs> um, we've covered a lot today, Em. We have. With parenting styles, uh, who judges others, why they do it, parenting courses, and oh, I suppose the one thing that we haven't touched on is what can you do about it? if you are feeling judged by other parents this is probably one for you <laughs> oh what can like, you do because i know that i've been judged at school because they haven't had the full story of a situation and they've just gone in by hearsay through another parent and um it wasn't pleasant for me mm. Um, but knowing, I guess, knowing my truth, knowing that yeah. I feeling and strong, confident in what I'm doing with my children, and knowing, well, that's hearsay. That's actually not true. Um, and letting sometimes it's you don't need to share your own story. You don't have to defend your parenting. You don't have to defend what you do. And look at well, why? Why are they judging? And and Go back to the section in this episode if, if you feel the need. And I, like, one thing I used to do when I felt judged was just to say thank you um, and change the subject because uh, I knew that my parenting style was very different to, well, not my parenting style, but the way I chose to parent, um, especially when Miles was a baby, was possibly... Uh, a little different to the way they were doing it in the 80s so I just knew that my child was happy and healthy and I knew I was doing the best I could with the ability that I had so rather than trying to defend what I was doing was just to let it slide and the other thing though sometimes you know I would question things that I was doing or worry that I was doing something wrong and someone reassured me once and said the fact that you're actually questioning your parenting means that you're a good parent because if you're not then you're kind of in the neglectful sort of area where you're oblivious to what's going on so yeah I agree don't defend yourself be 
confident in the choices you make if you're it's child-centered if your child is happy and healthy there's no harm coming to them then stand confident in the choices that you're making but yeah reflect at the same time and if you are still getting judgment which is bordering on say harassment or bullying uh seek support external support yes and you know whether it's um a counselor that specializes in parenting or even just that's where the, those parenting courses are great because it just gives you that reassurance yeah your own ability so that's yeah really helpful but don't feel the need to defend yourself to these people that don't have the full story and there's no perfect parent no there's no perfect way to parent no that's exactly exactly right I did find a quote to finish off our episode today. I thought that it was really fitting. And it's, parenting shouldn't feel like a competitive sport. It's plenty challenging without any added obstacles. Strive to be loving and kind. Have the courage to ask for help. Take a break when you need it. Celebrate all the great stuff. Be kind to yourself. Be yourself. That's who your kid loves anyways. Oh, I love that. That's the best. So keep that in mind um, today. And if you're having a tough day or a tough week, be kind to yourself. Listen again to our episode. And, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out for help. Yeah, you are. You're doing a great job, even though sometimes you may not feel it. We've all Mm -hmm. been there. And you know what? You're going to feel like that at some stage again. That's the joys of parenting. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining. It's always great to have our chat, Sam. Always. And we will catch everyone next week. You're listening to Coffee Notes podcast with Dr. Jill and Emily P.